0: I don't want to take up much time because I have uh, a couple that are going to come up and share just testimony that goes along with what we've been talking about. Um, And uh, we were sitting down and and had a conversation last weekend and and they were sharing this and, and some of it, you know, I've known them for years and some of the story I had not heard and I thought it would be good. Uh, for you guys to hear it today but I I wanted to share a couple of things before I I did so turned it over to them I want to just touch again and remind you last week we talked about what do we believe what do you believe and we said how do you know you believe what you think you believe yeah because it's always you know we say it you know we say certain things like you know Hey, in my mind, I I really think God is good. We say it all the time. God is good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. But the question is, when something bad happened, do you blame God? Well, then how can he be good if you are blaming him for something that wasn't good? Then that means that you had a head knowledge, but you didn't have a heart connection. So you really didn't believe what you thought you believed. You don't realize what you believe until you hear what's in your heart. Remember, we talked about in Romans chapter 10, it said, with the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. But then in Matthew 12, Jesus told us this. He said, listen, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So what's happening in your heart is reflected by the things that you say. But the communication that comes from you on a regular. See, the thing about it is, is that I I said this and, you know, I want to reiterate this again. You know, some people may say, well, you know, I can say, you know, right things. I'm going to try my best to say right things. Well, if I'm not filling myself with God's word, that's only going to last but a minute. And the truth is, some, somebody else may be saying, you know, well, I want to say the right stuff or maybe I just want to trick God. So I'll say and do the right things in front of people. Right. If you, what you're saying, preacher, is that, that what's in my heart is what I say. Now, I can say some things that really aren't in my heart. I can say God is good, but when the squeeze is on and something bad happens, what's my real reaction And so I want us to see this real quick, and I'm not going to take long because I really want them to take their time to share the story. And I want both of them to come. I know I only told one, but both of them to be up there. And first Samuel 16, 7. Remember, we talked about David and I love David in this respect that uh, the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. And David, man, was overlooked by his own dad. But his own father, his natural father, the one that's supposed to be looking out for him, supposed to be teaching him certain things, supposed to be grooming him in the way that he should go. His dad overlooks him in this passage. And here he is where uh, the prophet comes, the prophet Samuel comes and is looking for the next king. And the dad brings out all his boys but David. That's dirty, man. And so. This is the conversation that's happening there, as none of the, the other brothers were to be king. And Samuel says this, or the, the Lord said this to Samuel. But the Lord said unto Samuel in verse 7 Look not on his countenance, on, on his height, or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. I want you to remember that. The Lord doesn't see like you see. For man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. See, while, while you're doing all the things you got, like I said, you know, a lot of times we come into being Christians and believers and we come in and all we do is really put cologne on us. And we didn't really bathe ourselves. We just put a little cologne on and thought I was going to make it work. When God is really looking at how our heart is functioning and if we never come in and start to really meditate on his word, then all we'll do is be those who've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and we'll still be acting like the kingdom of darkness, like we're still in the kingdom of darkness, but we'll be in the kingdom of light. That's good. Amen. But we'll still be functioning like we're in the kingdom of darkness. And God is looking at our hearts to see what does your heart really believe? I want us to, to say, I want to say one more thing about this and well, maybe two more things and then I'm going to get off and let them come. I want to say this. Uh, God's looking at our heart and, and some people may be trying to, to say, I'm really trying to change. I really want my heart to be different. You know, so I'm going to say these things even though I don't believe. And somebody may say that's wrong. But Romans 10:17 says this. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Even though I may not quite believe what the word of God is saying, I need to still confess what the word of God is saying. The reason why is the more that I confess what the word of God is saying, the more I'm going to hear it. And so then faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to be in a position that even though I may not believe that God is good right now. I'm going to still keep declaring God is good. I'm going to still keep declaring what God's word has said until I can get that thing to settle in my heart. And the more that I speak it, the more that I'm meditating on it, the more that that's the thing that is the focus of my day. The more that that's going to be the thing that when the squeeze comes on is going to be the thing that comes out of my heart. It's important for us to understand that even though uh, 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 we may be doing it from a place of unbelief, if we're really trying to get to belief, it's good for us to confess. I want to I want to say one last thing. I want us to go to John 14, 26, and then I promise I'm finished with what I wanted to say, because I only wanted to just touch that. That piece that God is looking at your heart. Remember that. The words that I speak, we talked about words last week, and I don't want it just to be that you think I can just say anything and then it's going to fake everybody out. I want you to understand that God is looking at your heart, but it's important to continue to say those things. So don't stop saying them just because you don't believe it. Keep saying it so that it can get in your heart. John, what I tell you, John 14, 26. This is Jesus speaking about as he's getting ready to transition from this life uh, here on earth to be seated at the right hand of the father. And he's telling them, he says this, that the comforter needs to come. And in verse 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I want you to understand and we've been talking about Holy Spirit and we stopped and I don't want us to think that we're finished with talking about Holy Spirit. That's why I'm interjecting this because I want to be able to pick that up into getting to rest because if we don't understand who Holy Spirit is, if we really don't get what his job is, then we'll never really be able to activate rest. OK, I wanted to say this, is that these two things combined and I, and, I, and I wrote it down. The word and the Holy Spirit are essential to us. The word brings us into righteousness, but the spirit reveals what comes with righteousness. Did you get that? OK, good. OK. All right. I'll just say the last part. We know that the word and the Holy Spirit are essential, but the word... Of God brings us into righteousness. okay because okay let me, let me make sure I say this. maybe you, you, you miss this piece. The Word of God, remember that this written word, this written word is alive. you know why? Because in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God and the word was God. Right. And then we go go over from John one and we go over to John 14, one and 14. And it says this. And the word became flesh, excuse me, became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. Meaning Jesus. So Jesus and what he has done. And we see it in this word. Brings us into a place of righteousness. Righteousness simply means this. Maybe maybe this will help you get a better picture. Righteousness simply means in right standing with God. I'm no longer on the outs. I'm no longer separated. I'm no longer on the outs. Remember the first message he preached? The time is fulfilled. What time? The time of you not being righteous anymore. The time of you being on the outs is filled, fulfilled. It's done. Okay? And so now... The word has brought us into righteousness, but here's the kicker. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal what comes with righteousness. Because if we don't understand that, then we'll say we're in right standing with God, but we won't know what that means. And we won't be able to walk in all that God has for us. So we get it. And let me say this, if I just read the the word of God alone, I'll always get the surface level. Right. I'll get what's on the surface. It'll be good, but it'll just be another story. If I don't allow the Holy Spirit to reveal some things to me, I was over in Matthew. Let me see something. let me see if I can still remember. Here, here, here. Can I can I read this? And I promise I'm bringing All love. All right. Because I want y'all to talk and I don't want you to be in a hurry. In Matthew 17, let me read uh, one through a few verses. I probably only read down to eight. How about that? Nine. Nine. Matthew 17. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, And his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us uh, make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he yet spake, while he was in the middle of talking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is. Is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Jesus only. And uh, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. Now you read that, and you got a good story, right? Got a good story. You saw how Peter and James and John were up with Jesus. Jesus turned and started glowing. That's crazy, right? He starts glowing in front of them. And then Moses and Elijah show up. They have a conversation with Jesus and Peter's like excited, man. Let's build three tabernacles so we can come up here and worship all three of y'all. And that's all you get from the story, right? But if you read it with the Holy Spirit, Then he'll begin to tell you something that's very important, that was very necessary for the people at that time. So he tells them after six days and that's big, that's big. I don't have time to talk about that, but let's just deal with this. He says that here is Jesus in the position of glory and Elijah and Moses show up. Now, Elijah represents the prophets. And Moses represents the law. So the law and the prophets show up with Jesus and they're excited about the law and the prophets. And in the middle of them talking about the law and the prophets and Jesus being all mixed together, God says, shut it down. He said, stop that. I want you to look at my son. Forget the law. Forget the prophets, my son. And if you don't understand by reading with the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss that. Right. And that's why it's so important for us to allow Holy Spirit to be active in us. And while we're reading or else we'll just get surface stuff and the surface stuff is good. But it's always something deeper. And the Holy Spirit will peel back the layers so that you're able to get it all. Because you need to understand what comes with righteousness. I'm no longer bound by the law and the prophets. Jesus fulfilled. He didn't just kick it out of the way. He, he fulfilled it all. And became the perfect sacrifice that fulfilled it all once and for all. Right? And so because of that, they're done. Now listen to what he's talking about. And he came with grace and truth. Right? So it's no longer about your merits. Right? I don't mean to go this long, but I'm trying to explain to you that's what grace is about. See, the law was all about your effort. You're married, whether you were valuable enough. Did you do all that you were supposed to do today? That's the law. You didn't, uh, you're out. Jesus is, I have done it all. Now rest in me. No matter what you've done, rest in me because I did it all. Amen. That's right. Thank you. See, and if you miss that, then you'll miss the key ingredient for you to be able to survive today. You'll be so busy trying to do. And that's why you'll never get to rest. And that will be the promise that's been left. Remember, we talked about this, the promise that was left. You'll never engage in it. You'll never get into rest. I don't Listen. I, I have to say this and I'll, I'll, I'll strictly stay with sickness and disease. I'll just be with that. OK, but that's an area where I, me personally, I can't say about anybody else, but me, I don't ever stress about that. People who don't feel good. I know Kay and I were were uh, working out one day and she was coughing and she was like, I don't feel good. Don't, you know, back up from me. I'm not. I was like, I don't get sick. You know why? Because I have received what Jesus paid for. Amen. That's an area that I got. You can check my, God's checking my heart now to see if I'm really saying this or if I'm just saying it or if I believe it. But this is something I mean, okay? Now, 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 don't get me wrong. There's some other areas where I am like, okay, I don't know yet, God, but I'm gonna say what you say. I gotta get my heart right in those areas. But as concerning that, that's something that I have down. The reason why I'm trying to explain this to you is because that's a piece that I gain that allows me to rest. When I go into places where people are sick, I don't worry about it. I remember reading this book, and I'm almost finished. I remember reading this book when I was a, a new believer. And I was a, had been saved maybe a few months. And I read this book about this man. His name was John G. Lake. And he went into a place where there was people were dying left and right from the plague. And he went in and he was helping the people and the people who came along who were the the relief people and the doctors came along and said, how have you not gotten sick? How is this that you haven't gotten sick? They said that they had found now that the, the, the froth and the foam that came from the mouths I hope that's not too gross, was the carrier of the, 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 uh, the, the disease. And so when people would sneeze or people would cough, that stuff would spread. And as they died, the froth would come out of their mouth. And so anyway, he's there and he says this. He says, the law of the spirit... Of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. He said, let me show you. Take, take the froth that you see there from that person and put it under the microscope. And they saw it. They said it was nothing but active, active bacteria and plague. He said, now pour it in my hand. They poured it in his hand. He closed his hand and poured it back onto the slide. They looked at it and all the bacteria was dead. See, when I heard this, I didn't understand it. And so I kept going to God and saying, God, I don't understand this, but I believe that you're true. And I kept going and kept going. And once I said I grabbed it and I really believed it, then guess what happened to me? Symptoms of sickness came all over my body. Just, Just symptoms all over And I was coughing and my eyes, my eyes wouldn't stop running. My nose was running. I was coughing. My head hurt. I had a fever, all of those different things. And I kept saying, with Jesus stripes, I've already been made whole. So this is a symptom. God, I agree with you more than I agree with these symptoms. And I kept doing that. Until all of them left and I felt better. And of course, somebody says, Well, they just ran its course. You felt better. And every time those symptoms would come or things like that would happen, I just stand on God's word to where the symptoms, as soon as I felt anything, I just remind the enemy, I'm not falling for it. And they go right away. Amen. Amen. Because I've gained this piece of what righteousness has paid for for me. You got to gain these pieces as well, but he didn't just pay for that. He paid for a lot more and you'll find it right in here. That's why you got to open this. That's why you got to come here. Amen. But the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart are very important and I want them to come up and share their story now. Come on, come on, come on now.